Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 143, An Egregious Oversight. And we are just so guilty, everyone. It's like we're putting ourselves out there for public penance right now for this egregious oversight that we've made. Who's we that you might be wondering? Well, I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin, and joining me today as my co-conspirator is Brenda Burrell. Hi, Brenda. Hi. And uh, not to be outdone by a couple of hardened criminals like ourselves, the egregious oversight comes down to our guest host today. And that guest host is the inimitable, one and only, one of a kind, Adaptivist Chief Technology Officer, John Mort. Hi, John. Hi, Ryan. Hi, hi everyone. It's nice, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and that right there is our egregious oversights. Viewers at home, in the three and a half years that we have been doing this podcast, not once, not twice, not thrice, not ever, has John Mort appeared on this podcast. And when, when he joined our Zoom session to record this episode, we were completely baffled with ourselves that we had allowed such an egregious oversight to occur, hence the name of our episode. So to rectify our most glaring mistake, John Mort, would you like to take a minute to tell our viewers at home a little bit about yourself? Ah, um, well, yeah, thanks. Um, so, yeah, well, I'm, I'm John, I'm CCO Adaptivist, um, and I've been for nearly a year now. Um, uh, but I've been in the Alaskan the Alaskan ecosystem for like 13, 13 years or so, I think so, long, long time, um, long, long time around, and I've been, been with Adaptivist for 12 of those. Um, so it's, yeah, I'm, I stick around when I, <laughs> when I go somewhere. <laughs> Now, I, now I'm very curious about that first year. If you've been in the ecosystem for 13 and with us for 12, I want to know about the first one, but we're going to have to pick that apart at another time, maybe in your interrogation session when we get the lights <laughs> on you and play good cop, bad cop. I'm the bad cop, by the way. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get this started as we always do with our heads in the Atlassian cloud, where there are quite a few... Um, interesting features that rolled out in the past couple of weeks. So let's start with the JIRA platform, where in the issue view, the maximum number of displayed child issues has increased to 500. Um, I want to know who was ringing up Atlassian to say 100 child issues is just not enough. We're just going to need some more on my monitor. If you're looking at this on a normal laptop, what? If you're if you're looking at this on like a a you know Batman Batcave array of ten monitors, it's still a bit like what? But anyway, Ryan, do you mean to tell us you don't have a Batcave setup of monitors? I think John Mort does, right? <laughs> I have a, I have I have one <laughs> additional screen. <laughs> that counts. That counts. That counts. No, it doesn't. Our C our CIO, I know, has a Batcave display of monitors, but has anyone? I mean, have either of you ever needed to see more than uh, more than a hundred, more than fifty? I, I can't conceive of it. I just don't. I don't get it. Well, Brenda's counting. She's she. You can't see it at home, but she's the doing some math. There's some equations floating around my head. Yeah, the graphics are all popping um, up. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, 
child issues, I can't think of anywhere I've had more than more than 50. I've certainly had searches where I've had more than hundreds of results, but I'm thinking of an issue with more than a hundred child issues and I'm, I can't come up with anything. But if, if I had that situation, now I know I could. Well, you know what? Atlassian claims that you can still have more than 500 child issues, but uh, in order to view those, you'll need to see them in search. Wow. Okay. Also new in the JIRA platform are updates to the on-call feature in JIRA. Uh, Atlassian has enabled the on-call features in your company or team-managed JIRA software project, which your admin can uh, enable or disable. And finally, in company-managed projects all across the JIRA platform, you can now move fields around to change the issue layout. I'm interested. Atlassian's description says, change the issue layout of a company-managed project by dragging fields. Doesn't work on my instance yet, but as soon as it does, I'll I'll, uh, give you a a report on what that's like. Stay tuned. Over in the world of Jira software on cloud, in Jira roadmaps, the issue limit has been increased from 3,000 to 5,000 issues. Bask in the glory, and I'm quoting here, bask in the glory of longer, more detailed project plans. Your roadmap can now show 5,000 issues instead of the paltry 3,000 issues it could before. Much planning, very issues. Wow. Wow. I can't embellish that. It's already perfection. Chef kiss to whoever wrote that. Over in both company-managed and team-managed projects, you can now view development information on the board. If you've connected a source code management tool to your JIRA project and your team is using issue keys and pull requests, commit messages, and branch names, you will now see the development information on your JIRA board. Icons are displayed on issue cards to indicate when there is a pull request, commit, or branch linked to an issue. Hover over one of these icons to view more details about whichever, and then click through to view the development activity in your connected tool. So just additional visibility into the development process on a particular JIRA issue. Very nice. Also in team managed projects, Subtasks are now included when searching with a JQL sprint clause. There was a bug where search results using the JQL sprint clause did not include subtasks. That has been resolved. Subtasks are now going to be included in the search results if they belong to the query to sprint. Useful bug fix. That's an important one. And you'll see all 500 of them. Yes, you will. Over on the release page, if you've integrated a CI/CD tool with your JIRA site and your team includes issue keys and branch names, commit messages, and pull requests, you will now have a new column called deployments, which will show an icon to indicate whether an issue has been deployed successfully and a label to tell you what environment it has been deployed to. So again, just further visibility into that development process. In your roadmap view, you can now filter by component to focus in on the work that matters the most to you. You can filter issues based on assigned component when looking at your roadmap view. Uh, There will be a link to additional information on filtering issues on a page we will link to in our show notes. It's links all the way down. In team managed projects, there are now new keyboard shortcuts. You can quickly sort issues in your board and backlog, choose an issue and on your keyboard, select S then T to send it to the top of the list, Uh, select S then B to send it to the bottom. Nifty. 
And last but not least for Jira Software, new settings for completed epics on your roadmap define how many completed issues appear on your timeline using the new issue display range function in the view settings menu. You can set your timeline to show completed parent level issues from the last one, three, six, nine, or 12 months. You can also choose to hide all completed parent level issues. So, so on, onto Jira service, service management. Um, so the, the insight field is now on the uh, statistics gadgets. Um, so reading from, reading from the notes, we, we, we know that using dashboards to analyze how certain fields and features are being used by your team is incredibly useful. So we brought that functionality to insight fields. Just like the server version, I have played some catch up here, I guess. Um, you can now <laughs> an, analyze your insight fields in, in, in Jira service management using gadgets um, when configuring a dashboard. Uh, these gadgets include pie charts, that's that's one for I had a product uh, product Gary. Uh, <laughs> he loves them. Uh, it, yeah, it, it has heat maps, uh, two dimensional field statistics, um, and issue statistic gadgets. I guess in keeping with the, uh, we need to see more things as the uh, the performance and scale improvements here for for loading queues. Um, and I, I was looking at this, I, I pity the team that has more than a thousand issues in their queue. I really do. But anyway, if you have more than a thousand issues in the queue. Um, the, the, the issue count badge will show uh, 999 plus. I, I, <laughs> I'm speechless. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think you would be in such a bad place if you if you had that many issues in your queue. Anyway, send help. <laughs> yeah, just thinking about seeing a 999 plus in a sidebar gives me anxiety. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can imagine you just want to, you just want to sh shut your laptop and walk away at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the other thing has been improved is that you can access more help, help articles within uh, JSM. Uh, so there's we've updated the links with JSM to open support articles in the, in the help panel. Um, so they should save, save time. Um, uh, yeah, generally looks like a nice little improvement. Um, and uh, quickly identify comments from external email. Um, so I, this, this is a, this is something that's bitten me a few times actually. Is the, like actually knowing when someone's a request participant and whether they're actually going to get updates or not. Um, so that yes, yeah, this is this that, yes, a welcome improvement. Next for Jira work management, you are now able to create a project from the left sidebar navigation. Um, Atlassian states you can now easily create a project from the sidebar on the left by selecting the plus symbol next to your current project's title. I feel like this is a bit of a linguistic kerfuffle because when you click this plus button, it's not creating a new JIRA project. It's creating a new set of JIRA work management. It's a new divider for JIRA work management. That's not gonna be confusing That's, at all. I am actually confused. I am confused. Yeah. Atlassian, if you're listening, we're confused. Please fix this. Yeah. <laughs> Send help. <laughs> Send help. I want to pr produce a project from Jira Workman. Wait a minute. Anyway. Over in Confluence, you can now easily create pages and blog posts in a new tab from any Create button. Rather than navigating away from where you are to create a new page or blog post, you can use shortcut combinations to open a new browser tab. Um, you can create in various places, including global create in the product navigation, contextual create for a blog or pages or page at any level in the page tree in the, in the space sidebar. So those are three separate things, but you can create them in the space sidebar. 
You can create content in a new tab by pressing and holding the control key if you're using Windows or the command key if you're using Mac and then selecting the create button. You can also right click on a create button and select open in a new tab. So this, what they're really saying is you can use the browser to do things the browser does. This is how I've interacted with Jira and Confluence for 15 years. And literally every other website or yes. thing that you access through the browser well, I think the next set of instructions is going to be how you can use the uh, command and tilde key to switch between windows. And if you haven't learned that one yet, I don't know what <laughs> you're, I mean, and listen, it's, control tab will let you flip through tabs in, in Safari. These are big things, you know, coming from Atlassian. Ooh, well done Atlassian on learning how browsers work. So yeah, do it, do with that information what you will. Enjoy. Uh, I guess to the next direction we're heading in is compass. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, John, you're doing great. <laughs> uh, the joke the that no one's ever made before. Um, so, um, you know, Compass, you can now view or, or assign com um, component ownership from the dependencies list. Um, so component ownership information is now visible um, on the dependency list page. Uh, so you can see which team owns components um, uh, and assign or change component ownership without leaving that that dependency view, um, which which like into 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 Compass as a, as, as a product. I sort of uh, I think it makes it, it makes a big difference to the sort of use, to the usability and and that I think is um yeah that is a product. It's, it's evolving pretty fast, and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty interested in, in Compass as a, as as a, as a as a tool for enabling whole teams to know more about what they're doing so yeah i'm kind of curious about what's where where it's going well, well john we wouldn't we wouldn't point out that you'd be the first person on the podcast to vaguely understand compass uh, and that's really good but what i would what, what i think that i brenda and possibly some of our listeners could use is a little bit of clarity around a component in compass and then say a component that you can filter your roadmap on in your in your own Jira project. Are those two going to connect, or is there going to be this sort of linguistic separation that we have to get used to? Uh, it would depend on how a team is using it. Um, so you could be consistent um, throughout things, but um, I can imagine certain team like organizations having like ha having that, that that diverge. So um, yeah, it's it's all about how you model your model your projects and your your architectures as, as software gets gets shipped um so yeah, yeah there might be some dancing or there might be you know it might all be uh, might all, all be in sync so that's it for our cloud news we'll shift back over to some updates for on-prem. We'll start with Confluence. 7.17.2, uh, a bug fix release for Confluence that was released on the 10th of May, 2022. Uh, so this would be for data center and server. Resolves three issues. Uh, one bug, you could not create an issue in Jira Cloud from a Confluence on-prem environment. Uh, JMX metrics job fills up Atlassian-confluence.log with performance metrics data dis in spite of having its own log file. Nothing like writing all your stuff to someone else's log file. It's just rude. 
Uh, and then fast permissions do not support users with more than 1,000 groups. So those have all been resolved in 7.17.2. If you are running an older version, please do take a look at these release notes and decide if this is a bug fix release that will be useful in your organization. So I guess the, the big the big uh, release in in the server DC DC world is, is Bitbucket. Uh, so it's the Bitbucket eight eight release. This is a a dot zero. Um, so there's, there's there's quite a, there's quite a lot of there's quite a lot in there, um, and, and it, it's something that um, we've been we've been dealing with for, for the past few months with early access programs and uh, uh, things for, for getting script, script runner support ready for ready for uh, a, a as it's, it's a fairly substantial change um, on, on a number of things. But the, the kind of the, uh, the the ticker type feature is Bitbucket Mesh, uh, which um, Kind of changes how you can scale um, your bit bit bucket um, just installation, um, and it and it brings sort of distributed Git storage to multi-node uh, data 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 center. I, I'm really interested to see how this kind of how, how teams roll this out and how they end up end up end up use, use, using it. But it should it should look, um, bring increased performance um, and, and high availability for 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 repositories. Um, so something for the something for the big installations. Other 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 things that the released is um, sort of decluttering de unused repositories. Um, so this is uh, this is something to, to make repositories read read only, um, but make it make it available so you can now effectively archive um, repositories to sort of indicate that you've, you're no longer maintaining it. Um, uh, and and that sort of drops it drops it from searches and and, and things thing, things like that. Just nice kind of quality quality of quality of life update. Um, few few updates to the uh, the uh, the diff view. Um, so hopefully that'll look nicer. I just like there's just a, a whole load of additional uh, whole load of additional additional things. So um, I I'd, I'd encourage you to just check check out the release notes before you consider that as a as, as a dot 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 zero uh, dot zero release. They couldn't be bothered to give us a sick GIF of the diff in a GIF. So <laughs> I'd love to see the new uh, the new views, but uh, no GIF. Yeah, I, I mean, what, 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 one thing that is that is notable is is that there's no longer Windows Server support, so you can no longer host Bitbucket on uh, on, on Windows, um, which is something they've been flag they've been kind of flagging for for a while is going to, is going to happen and they finally finally dropped it dropped windows server support so um it's a fairly big fairly big thing for those of you mm -hmm. running running windows shops is that h2 database migration requirement something that our listeners would be benefited to know about uh I think if you were using H2 in production, you've got a whole load more problems than okay. uh, than this uh, <laughs> than this the, this migration requirement. So, um, yeah, the, I think you send out some smoke signals, some help if you're using H2. <laughs> in addition to the release notes for Bitbucket Data Center and Server 8.0, Atlassian has also posted a blog post around changes to deleting snippet comments. Um, so previously, only the author of a snippet comment could delete their own comments. Um, moving forward, snippet owners and workspace admins will have the ability to delete a snippet comment via API or the UI. The aim here is to give users a self-service option for moderating snippet comments instead of having to contact the support team for assistance. Uh, this blog post gives instructions 
uh, on how to delete a snippet comments. Uh, alas, no sick gifts here either. Uh, come on, Bitbucket team, we're missing our sick gifts. Uh, but if you are looking to delete a snippet comment that you did not author, um, there are instructions on how to do this, and we'll link this blog post in the show notes. Uh, given that this is through the API, is this only for Bitbucket Cloud, or does this look like it can be done on either platform? This looks to me like it is cloud. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't say. Yeah, this will this will be cloud. This is something that we've. Um, so we, we have we used to use Bitbucket snippets quite a bit for um, putting code snippets and things, and, and um, we used to get a ton of spam on it. And every time to get some spam re spam re removed, you've got to open up a support ticket, and um, and it's a whole lot of whole lot of hassle. So uh, we're I, yeah, we're pretty pleased to see this, and particularly in the support team, um, as, uh, uh, that it makes it usable again for doing for, for, for snippets. Finally, for this episode of the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast, Atlassian has announced that you, yes, you, no, no, Siri, no, you, yes, yep, yep, with the shirt, yep, you <laughs> should get pumped for Developer Day 2022. Are you ready to hear the community speak? Because anything's possible is what they say. Now, it just so happens that we, ha we have someone who knows a little bit about Developer Day here today. And that's John Mort. So, John, tell us about Developer Day. Why should our listeners be interested? Uh, well, so, so De Developer Day. Um, so, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about because it it's there's a um, pre previous Developer Days have been um, kind of what Atlassian has wanted to tell us um, in, in the things, and they've they very much pushed the uh, push push the, um, the the agenda. But this year, they they opened it out to include more of the community. So, about half of the talks. For developer day, uh, from the, the the wider Atlassian e ecosystem, um, uh, and as part of that, they 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 included um, a couple of people from from the ecosystem on the on the, uh, the the talk panel to go through and and, and select select talks. Um, so that was that was my, myself and, and and Remy from Collabsoft. Um, so developer day is all about building on the the the, the platform. Uh, the Alaskan provide. Um, so there's there's talks on forges you'd expect. There's talks talks on on connect and and and, and uh, on their P2. So so it's in development. Um, so there's there should be something for should be something something for for, for everyone. Um, so yeah. So I'm if you if if you if you're doing anything with building on on the on the platform writing apps. Uh, on the marketplace or or in, for an internal, just internal apps, then I'd yeah I'd check it out. There's, there'll be some there'll be some 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 good some good content. John forges that new hotness that Atlassian wants yeah. everybody writing their cloud apps on, but Connect, what's going on there? Is I, I thought Connect was sort of being quietly pushed aside, but here it is right right in the right up front. NP two, I was not expecting that. Yeah, so, so and, and this this is this has been the ask from the community for a long while is to talk more about the things that people are actually using. So Forge is the future, yes, sort of uh, things there, but people are building 
you know, we're building businesses like on 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 Connect, which is the the, the cloud apps, and and um, and, uh, and and for server in DC, which is the P two uh, development platform. So, um, yeah, the, the ask has been let's talk, talk about talk about the now as well as the future. It's like yes, we know we're excited for Forge, but we. We, we, we have we, we have the situation uh, in the present. So contrary to popular belief, Connect MP2 not going anywhere, not going anywhere anytime soon. No, I no, they they, they can't. There's there's the uh, there's too much value being shipped on them, and Forge is yeah, is a, is a long way to go to to plug that to plug that gap for the uh, things. Maybe we'll be having a different conversation in five years' time, but uh, I, I don't think it's going anywhere. Well, John. Speaking of five years' time, do you think we can get you back as a co-host, as a as a guest, sometime on the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast? It's been a lot of fun having you here today. Well, I've I've, I've enjoyed myself. It's been great. So yeah, I'd, I'd I'd love to see you again. Well, we're delighted to have you. And again, apologies for having waited three and a half years to make this happen. An egregious oversight, indeed. Egregious. And that's it for this edition of the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You want to get a hold of us? Be sure to reach out on social media at Adaptivist. So for Brenda Burl and John Mort, I'm Ryan Spilkin. And thanks again for joining us on the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast, part of the Adaptivist Live network of shows. about the last 500 months you are on your own <laughs> <laughs>